0: wake up wake up kids it's rad o'clock with your hosts jake and jesse as they present another exciting adventure of pure and utter radness presented in full hd rad sound right now it's time for rad
1: Hey, you Jackson? Who guy Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you Jackson man.
0: Uh, what's going on, dude?
1: Oh, dude, not too much. Not too I was... much. Just uh, doing the spooky season thing, and yeah, yeah, all that, all that cool shit.
0: Nice. I'm just um, I'm just enjoying the wonderful soundtrack of. The daily fucking noise from across the road at the other building where there's always every morning it's like some gardeners gotta use some motorized appliance to make as much noise as they can at 8 a.m. I love that shit. Yeah, it, it fucking it just warms my heart. Today on today's episode we have the um I've it's probably the loudest whippersnipper I've ever heard. It was. It was like, oh, who needs a fucking, who needs a fucking alarm clock, man? Let this guy loose with this thing.
1: Well, the, the great, the great thing is, like, my place, like across the road from us, there used to be. It's closed down now. It doesn't do it anymore. But it used to be a methadone clinic. Oh wow! So every fucking morning, without fail, like you would wake up and and like. You know, people say that like drug addicts and stuff are like lazy, and that's like, so- no, 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 they're not, like, these people. Uh, like a Swiss watch, like they would be there before it opened, like at six in the morning, they'd start lining up. So, like, I'm, I'm getting up and, like, you know, this I was working night, so I'd come home yeah. and I'd just like be trying to go to sleep to the sounds of, like, yeah, you fucking cunt, yeah, fuck yeah, you fucking cunt, or like someone getting out of their car and just like hawking like the world's biggest loogie, like, you know, yeah, uh, fucking shaz and go to doctors, eh? <laughs>
0: And you're just like going, holy shit! Mate, life doesn't get much better than that, does it?
1: Oh, <sighs> dude, it's it was it was a thing of beauty. It was like ah, oh, the bogan in their native environment. <laughs> I was I was only going to go there a couple of times with a camera and just like do a David Attenborough. You know, oh, you so should. You and, should. Like, here, here we have the bogan walking towards his clinic. Look at him. You may see he's he's. He's covering up phlegm, spitting it in the street. This is a mating call amongst their people. <laughs> some shit like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, you know, no, fuck no, no
1: offense it, to, can't... No offence to any of our, our five no. listeners that might be on methadone shots. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe they might want to go on methadone after listening to some of their shows. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we may get an irate email.
1: You just lost yourself a customer.
0: Yeah. You've lost a follower because you abused the people. Oh, I don't know. Um, fucking hell. Wow, that sounds action packed, dude. So you, you've, you've had methadone clinics and I've had fucking gardeners. Yee yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I love it. It's a conspiracy. Um, anyway, fucking hell. Hopefully,
1: no gardeners on methadone because that could be kind of dangerous.
0: Oh. I sometimes wonder, dude, because, you know, like, these guys use their leaf blowers to fucking, you know, and we're not just talking low-grade fucking n- nice, warm, hum-sounding leaf blowers. No, these things are fucking diesel-powered. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like just, the Harley of leaf, leaf blowers. Ah, dude, and they just, without fail, they'll give it an extra grunt. They'll just go, <laughs> Dude, why don't you just rev it a few more times, dude? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, dude. Um Fuck, I, I uh I haven't got a great too much to report comic wise this morning. What about I, you? Neither have I. I
1: haven't I haven't got anything major. I've started rereading um Major Bummer from the nineties. Um, I saw just... that.
0: Is that fun? Weird,
1: it's a weird, fun little series that DC did um, yeah, right. back in, like, 97. And it was the guys that did uh, the second run of The Mask, the Dark Horse, like the one that sort of, you know, was sort of, they took a lot of stuff from the movie from. Yeah. But it's, it's just fun, man. It's just like this absolute slacker dickhead gets superpowers accidentally and just doesn't really want to do anything with them. Oh, that is mint. He's just like, yeah, like, he's just like, it's sort of like idle hands for superheroes kind of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's really fun.
0: That sounds cool, man. Fuck.
1: Like it's, it's really, really fun. It's sort of like, you know, a bit of a greatest American hero sort of thing mixed with idle hands. It's, it's just, it's such a good time.
0: Yeah. Speaking of, man, Greatest American Hero. Yeah, there was a fucking show. Oh, God, listen. Old man rocking a chair. Oh, no, that was a show, wasn't it? Back it out, that now on
1: TV. Watch my stories before I have my afternoon nap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. But- <laughs> I do have afternoon naps. That's the great thing about my job is, like, working from home, it's like I go on my lunch break, set an alarm, and just have a nap for an hour. It's fucking great. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it's it's one of the, the, the greatest things that they encourage in Japan for their workers. Yeah. They encourage those 10-minute breaks to have a power nap. And it and it, um, it is proven that it enhances work performance or something like that anyway.
1: Oh, totally, man. Like, Jesus Christ, after like 10 years of night shift, staying up all night, it's like, oh, ah, yeah.
0: stretch back on the couch, have a nap. Yeah, man, life is good. <laughs> oh, dude, but um, yeah, fucking um, how how's how's today's episode? We're fucking uh, we we we're fucking having a little bit of fun again with with our old buddy JCBD.
1: <sighs> Isn't he just the best?
0: <laughs> I I know. Like any excuse to have a, a Van Dam episode is a good excuse, and um fuck today's episode we we we're going back to get you it, today we're going back to 1988 again mate
1: <laughs> we we seem to be hanging around in 1988 quite a lot uh um, ah. like, have we have we done every movie that was made in 1987 i don't
0: know it feels like it eh? <laughs> uh did do we uh do we Dip our toes back into 1988, and uh, I think we should. Let's do it. <laughs> so here we are, 1988, and it is the 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 first. It's the debut feature film, I believe, of our triumphant action star superhero fucking icon Jean Claude Van Damme. We're yeah, talking no- about. Oh, what are we talking about?
1: where are
0: uh,
1: Death Leapon. No, Blood Sport.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are talking about blood sport. Well, this blood was this blood
1: was, blood. was this was Van Damme's first uh sort of movie as the hero, really. Because mm. like before this he like played a bad guy in um you know, no retreat, no surrender, which we've already done oh course.
0: that was a great episode, wasn't um,
1: it? Um and he was also the bad guy in Black Eagle with Shoksugi, which That's
0: what I wanted to know. Because I haven't seen, I know it's criminal. I haven't seen Black Eagle yet, and and I will rectify that. I promise. Oh, but,
1: we we rewatched it a couple of weeks back. Uh, me and re re rewatched it because we yeah. both sort of remembered it from being kids. And yeah. we're like we should fucking get Black Eagle and check that out. And it's it's rad. Like I mean, he's like this Russian. <laughs> King, you know, it's like for some reason they just like used to cast Van Damme as like the Russian bad guy for a couple Even of he's years.
0: Like this French accent yeah, he's like, guy from Belgium. It's like, oh yeah, Belgium, Russia, whatever. Same um, thing.
1: <laughs> but, and I mean, you know, we can't forget his unforgettable cameo in uh Breakdance Two in the background.
0: Oh <laughs> my know. god, are you fucking serious? Yeah, dude,
1: jump on, jump on YouTube and look up Van Dam uh, Breakdance Two. It's either break dance to or break into but like he's in the background like you know of like some dance scene like clapping his hands and kind of doing the the, the Van Dam dance that he would like yeah
0: I was boxer. gonna say it was it a preview of the greatness from that we witnessed in kickboxer?
1: I think it was I think it was like the the genesis of that awesomeness.
0: You could almost do like a mini doco on that the evolution of Van Damme's dance.
1: You really could. I I, th- I think it's a thing. Mm.
0: Yeah, because I wasn't sure. Um, because I, I I have Black Eagle in my memory, but not as a viewing experience. I just remember seeing that movie and I don't know why, but for whatever reason it just it escaped my my viewing um, clutches. So I'll I rectify saw
1: that it, Yeah, I saw it as a kid because like I fucking loved Shokazugi as a kid. Like oh, I loved dude, all he's that. great all those ninja movies and shit and like, yeah, like, you know, pray for death and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was just fucking awesome. And like, I so loved seeing him make a comeback in ninja assassin as the bad guy. Cause he's still badass and just uh, cool. Fuck. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like, so I sort of like, and I mean, I remember the cover for black Eagle had like him and choke Van Damme and choke Sugi, like standing back to back in like tuxedos and yeah. Like, it's it's still good, like it's still fun. I mean, you kind of you got to watch like Black Eagle as a product of its time. It's just kind of like it's a shitty eighties action movie, but it's a good time.
0: Yeah, nice, mate. Nice, nice. I'll I'll definitely check it out. But uh, dude, here we are, nineteen eighty eight. Van Damme gets his taste of being a hero, and pretty much doesn't look back after this film because Bloodsport is really the film that just really solidified Van Damme as a force to be reckoned with in action movies.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, this, this one kind of kicked everything off and then like kickboxer kicked it through the roof. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And I'm going to see how many more times I can say kick in this episode. Um, it's the it's the kick drinking game <laughs> <laughs> the, the mighty van dam flying roundhouse um but like yeah i mean sports really um i think bloodsport's got like a really major place in not only action movie history but also video game history cuz absolutely this kind of took what enter the dragon started which is the whole fighting tournament thing yeah. And really, kind of made a fucking meal out of it, because like, you know, while while like we also did a great episode on End of the Dragon, which Mm. you should check out. But you know, on on there we talked about how you know End of the Dragon was basically you know the the basis for Mortal Kombat, essentially. But I feel like Bloodsport really kind of took that idea and really put some meat on the bones, because this was kind of one of the first sort of tournament fighting movies um, that would spawn so many more, like, I mean, Best of the Best,
0: and, oh, you know. Dude, I take mean, your e- pick.
1: Everything. Everything,
0: basically. Um, this was the the original, like, this was the godfather of, of everything that we've seen, that we see in today's popular culture. Yeah, this is really... The, even the like, motherfucking UFC, dude.
1: Yeah, this really put the skeleton on that, in terms yeah. of, like, This was the first movie because I mean, look, End of the Dragon, great as it is, it's like you've really got like you've got like Bruce Lee, you've got fucking Saxon being awesome, you got Jim Kelly, and you got Bolo Young, yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, so it's like you know you've got those four fighters, and you know that douchey dude with the accent that Bruce (laughs) fucking throws on the boat, what's your style?
0: <laughs> <That's Yeah. right. laughs> no, but, that guy, no
1: poor guy. <laughs> you know that, that poor asshole. They probably drowned because we never saw him go to the island. Yeah. <laughs> but like Bloodsport really took the time to like individualize all the fighters that you'd see in the tournament. Like you know, you had the yeah. guy, you had the the monkey dude, the you Muay Thai had...
0: fighter who was yeah, great. Yep. yeah, yeah,
1: that do with the big fucking eagle tattoo and the funky boxer shorts. Yep. Um. So this was like, and, you know, you had, of course, Van Damme, you had, you know, Jackson, you had Bolo Young, you had the Iranian guy with the gold tooth. Like, this is the movie that really, I feel, kind of gave the basis for, like, what Mortal Kombat would become. Mm. Where it's like, okay, so you've got a fighting tournament, but instead of, like, your hero and a bunch of, like, random dudes that he kicks the shit out of until he gets to the big bad guy. You've got all these individual fighters that are memorable and have like a
0: look and personality distinct to them, you know. And I think that's what, one of the memorable things that I enjoyed about Bloodsport as well, bro. Was that that we did see that focus on these characters—not a deep focus, but a focus enough to go, "Oh, cool, that guy's really cool," and that guy's yeah. really cool, you know. Like
1: well, no, that's it. Like you didn't have to go in; they didn't go into it in terms of like giving everyone a
0: backstory and all no. that sort of
1: shit. But they showed you enough of them, especially in that training montage at the start. Yeah. To go, okay, this is what this dude is. This is his sort of skill kind of thing and his style and, you know, what he's all about. And then, like, later on when you see them in the ring, like – and that was the cool thing about Bloodsport as well that I really dug was that, like, it didn't just focus on Van Damme's fights or – you know Jackson's fights. It's like okay, we're going to see like the little monkey dude fighting the big sumo dude.
0: Yeah, Like which, which you is know, really cool. actually gonna,
1: they, they actually show you some of those fights like throughout the tournament. So well, yeah, like, these I guys feel are
0: like it... genuinely skilled martial arts in their own right. So they're not yeah, just yeah, fucking yeah. schmucky actors. Yeah. yeah,
1: it really kind of fleshes out the whole tournament, and like really, I feel like it really builds the world as well. So it's not just like, you know, Van Dam just wanders in as like, ha hey, I am the American hero here to kick the fuck out of everyone and beat the shit out of these nameless dudes until I get to the guy at the end. And he'll give me a bit of a challenge, but I'll beat the shit out of him. Yeah, You know, Bloodsport yeah. really like, you know, gave the world a whole lot of flavor by giving all of these fighters like their own individual looks, styles, and letting you see them fight people that weren't the main characters like I thought that was cool
0: yeah that's it and and the other thing that um was kind of the hook for this film as well that um you know has been under much question (laughs) for the longest time is that this is based on a true story Oh well, boy! You
1: know, I mean, depending on who you believe, it's based on a true story that someone told.
0: And the only reason <laughs> why, the, why we in, laugh. in the
1: terms of like you know, oh, this is a true story. How true? Well, a guy told it to me once.
0: Yeah, it's like Chinese <laughs> whispers of the worst kind. Because <laughs> uh, no shots fired at Frank Dukes. So I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> Um, I'm at a safe distance to say it's rather questionable, his records. But, you know, (laughs) the fact that this movie lists all his records, like Fastest Knockout, Most Matches Won, all that sort of bullshit. And then I, you know, I think I mentioned this on a previous episode many moons ago. I did a little sort of semi-rabbit hole dive and looked up this guy and some of his videos and, boy, did I laugh pretty hard. I was... um, (laughs) I was entertained and not in a good way. <laughs> so, anyway, look, Yeah, old, old,
1: old Frank's a bit of a controversial figure. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, but look. How, how much of what he says is. Um,
0: true and false? Fact, and how much. Yeah. Of,
1: uh, you know, I once caught a fish this big.
0: Yeah, but look, I mean, regardless of, you know, the, the validity of this guy's, uh, you know, claims. What we end up with is a great fucking movie. And, yeah. you know, it, regardless of whether he's the world's biggest bullshit artist or not, he got this movie fucking over the line. You know, he, he was instrumental in making this thing happen in yeah, its believability. That's,
1: that's the thing. I kind of feel like this movie and the original Fast and the Furious kind of share a bit of DNA in terms of someone once yeah. said a story and yeah. someone, hey, that'd make a really cool movie and just kind of fucking use that as a springboard <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like fast and furious like oh i read an article on street races and then
0: went hey what if
1: point break was made
0: with race cars i feel like that's that's one theory i'm gonna roll with you know one night in a bar somewhere in the states fucking frank dukes is in there fucking and a bunch of coked up fucking hollywood dudes fucking has you know, just cocaine um and they and frank dukes is drunk on yeah, I was fucking fought in this tournament in, in Asia, and it was called Kumite. you know. And, and they have gone, oh, really? Okay, okay, let's start yeah, writing yeah. notes. That sounds great. I,
1: I, I kicked this one fucker in the head so fast, I broke the world record. Oh, that be <laughs> a good story. Hey, we've
0: got a guy that can do the splits. Let's get this. For... <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, dude, this movie, like, from start to finish, I... I to me, I, I'm sure this, this is the same for you, dude. This is one of the movies that you can just go back to time and time again. There's, it's on regular rotation.
1: It, it really is because my girlfriend loves this movie. She has loved it since she was a kid. Like this and No Retreat, No Surrender. Yeah, absolutely. It, this is kind of like one of her go-to movies. So it's like every time it's like, oh, hey, you know, what do you feel like watching? She's like, oh, let's watch Bloodsport. And yeah. Okay. And It really just is a movie that Look, it's very fucking eighties, but it really just is a flick that doesn't lose its replay value at nah, all. Not at all. It's a good time.
0: It is. And I don't think it's a movie that ages badly either. Because I think it sort of it holds in that precipice because it's it's so well shot in, in the you know, I believe it was shot in Hong Kong or somewhere like that. But it, it just holds its age quite well, like without sort of looking too cringe.
1: Um, Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's some some questionable, like, you know, your typical questionable 80s fashion choices in there, like the the shirts Van Dam's wearing are just like, dude, like, what's going on? And the the hair on the reporter chick is kind of epic.
0: That is, yeah, okay, yeah,
1: that... that, (laughs) Her hair uh, is pretty fucking epic man like
0: it's it's kind of funny you know in an age where you know a lot of 80s and 70s fashion and style is you know back stronger than ever that's one of the things that that and shoulder pads kind of went yeah no we're not going there
1: well i mean the the hair on that reporter chick i'm pretty sure you could smuggle something through customs in that thing it was
0: huge it had Height and depth. It's like they glued a fucking poodle on a head and just fucking, you know, just strapped it in and said, "All right, here we go, <laughs> and rolling."
1: <Off> you go. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that thing doesn't wake up while we're shooting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, oh yeah, and but I, I man, in terms of characters, man, I think uh, style characters, fucking Jackson, all the way.
1: He's great, man, and. Like we watched Bloodsport too uh, the other week, and yeah, right. Kind of like, you know, it's kind of like it's it's like that meme. You know, Mum, I want to watch Bloodsport. We've got Bloodsport at home. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, it's sort of like if you ordered Van Dam from Wish, you'd probably get Bloodsport too. But Jackson pops up again in it, um, and ah. he's still great. Like you know, he's he's still a great character. I mean, the rest of the movies questionable um, right. it, you know look it's a fun watch like it's not it's not fucking horribly unfinishably bad but it's like we watched it straight after watching Bloodsport so we're sort of going hmm <laughs> okay it,
0: it's, it's the kind of movie you need to watch at a certain time after the fact of watching well, yeah, something you, great like Bloodsport it's, probably, it's
1: or... probably like if you don't watch the original it probably is a little bit better yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if, if you were like wandering the fucking video stores of the early 90s and like Bloodsport was out and you're like, oh, I'll get Bloodsport too. You'd probably take it home and watch it and go,
0: oh, it was all right. Yeah. It was good, I guess.
1: Yes. it's a movie that I watched. Yeah. But I mean, Jackson's just such a great, like, he's like He's like just the loud American best friend. Like he's just a him. beer-swilling, yeah. fun dude. Like you know, uh, you, when, yeah. When
0: him and Van Dam first meet, and he's got that shopping bag full of massive cans of beer. Yeah, you just fall in love <laughs> with the guy straight away. You think, oh fuck, yeah. who's this redneck? But yeah. uh, you see, you see pretty quickly that he's mo- much more than just a. Typical redneck. He's actually one of the, the best characters in this film.
1: Oh, so, dude, totally. And yeah. I mean, I
0: just, a lot the
1: friendship between those two is just, it's such a great bromance. Like, you know, they're like hanging shit on each other playing video games. Like, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I just love that. Aren't you a little young for the Kumite? Cool Aren't yeah. you a little old for video games? Yeah. That was <laughs> great. Just, it's just like, yeah, this kid's got spunk. Want to fight again? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I love, man. I got a quick side note. That video game that were playing, I think it's called Karate or Kung Fu Master. Man, I, I actually have fond memories of playing that game, and that was that was such a fun little video game. To well, play. Dude,
1: it is because I I remember seeing that in arcades as a kid, and yeah.
0: like, you know, so like, oh fuck yeah, I
1: remember that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, like it's such a great movie and. Mm. That's great characters. Like, like I said, man, every character in here is memorable. And like, you know, if you if you like fans of this movie, like, oh, you remember the Mutai guy with the big fucking eagle tattoo? Mm. And, like, you know, like Van Damme just like
0: fucked him up. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, know, it's, it's it's kind of one of those standard. It, it pretty much plays out like, you know, like fucking um, Mortal Kombat or any of those sort of game video movie things where it has a start and it has a finish like in, in terms of the tournament you know like you've got this eclectic mix of amazing fighters but ultimately it's going to come down to two fighters um, yeah. and that's pretty much the basis for the whole movie except the B story is that Van Damme is he has gotten there, he's escaped from his um, military installation uh, for whatever reason you know, fucking yeah he just said, so, fuck it, I'm out of here, and he's on the run. And, um, we yeah, we see him chased by Forrest Whitaker, which I thought was a nice yeah. addition to the film. Yeah. I, I liked him. He was great in this film, actually.
1: Yeah, Forrest Whitaker's always good, man. Like, and it was it was cool seeing, Like, it's like, <laughs> the funny thing is, I'm just like, Forrest Whitaker just doesn't really look like he's aged <laughs> at all. Right? He, he looked the same in 1988 as he did, like, you know, a few years ago. <laughs>
0: Yeah, dude, he, he he's and he plays the same kind of character, like the same demeanor. I don't think I've ever seen him different in anything. He's just no always the same guy, and um. But that's not a bad thing. It's like it's kind of the lovable aspect of him that. Um, well, yeah, It's so memorable. Yeah, but, but I mean,
1: think it's like you know, Van Damme wants to go and compete in you know the Kumite to honor his like. I mean. We've got to talk about that. Yeah, let's let's do the flashback. Yeah, let's
0: let's piece this bad boy together. So
1: the kid that plays young Van Damme, who is possibly the worst actor of all
0: time. Oh (laughs) oh,
1: dude, (laughs) he's (laughs) bad. He makes Sam Worthington look like fuck a Pacino for me. It's like, yeah, I mean just the accent. Like it's like this kid's like this is his first job ever. And like I don't know that he memorized anything. But like, you know, young young Frank breaks into like a, a Japanese house and with you know, his with mates a bunch and dickhead friends. And yeah, you know, they find a fucking, you know, Sword. katana yeah. and like of course, he gets busted by the owner of the home and his son, who's like this, you know, wise old Japanese fucking martial arts master. And then the kids is just like, I mean, they'll be the fuck, oh, dude, like, I wasn't going to steal it. Yeah. You're not going to God Caps? I liked, it. And, you know, the Japanese guys. Like, no, 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 we'll make a deal. I'm going to let my son beat the shit out of you for a few afternoons a week, and uh, yeah, you'll get away free. Let's kid of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> the kid just looks like he's half drunk, or like one of those, you know, Dalmatians that's been overbred a bit too much, <laughs> and they just kind of have that permanent look on their face of like, where the fuck am I, and what the fuck am I doing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like- well, the kid, the kid, um, the 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 Japanese father's son is. I don't know, reminded me a little bit of a, a young Ernie Ray's Jr. A little bit. He
1: totally did. He yeah. totally did. I was like, dude, you're going to be delivering pizzas in a few years and hanging out with the turtles.
0: Fucking a, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is your future and it looks good. But, um, yeah, he proceeds to kick the shit out of him on a daily basis, which I thought was fucking great. <laughs> but, um, oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that is... Cl- close to some of the worst acting ever. You know, it's well, up I mean,
1: to- even the scene. I mean, look. There's, there, there. Look, I'm not going to lie. There are a couple of moments in the plot of Bloodsport that are a little questionable. Like when the the son, uh, young young Ernie Reyes, is, uh, you know, getting bullied at school. Who?
0: So oh, this kid's clearly great.
1: This kid's clearly been training in martial arts since he was probably a sperm. Is getting the shit kicked out of me by this group of bullies. And then young Van Damme flies in and beats them up uh, in the most awkward fighting stance I've ever It was kind of
0: like watching um, Napoleon Dynamite a little bit. <laughs> you know, um, I'm trying to think of that style. Yeah, there's a there's dance style or something that Napoleon does. And I, I likened it to that. I thought, okay, this is where Napoleon got his moves from for sure. It was pretty yeah. laughable. But, uh, dude, yeah, I love that. I love when he saves him and the story that the kid goes. Yeah, it's not like, yeah. oh, thanks, man, you saved me. No, no, thanks. All I dream of is preparing for the Kumite so it can only refer to
1: me. I also kind of love that the Kumite is like this, this underground, full contact, you can be killed fighting in it. Like no one knows about it except in hush terms in secret societies. But this kid's like in school and he's talking about it. And then like everyone (laughs) in Hong Kong knows about it. It's like, oh let's go to the Kuba Tang. (laughs) It's like you can see you
0: can see Ernie Ray at show and tell to Okay, Ernie, no. it's your turn. What are you going to talk about as your turn? My dad was in the Kumite. It's Yeah, his one day tournament. I'm
1: going to fight in a full contact martial arts tournament where people get killed and no one knows about it except me because I'm like fucking six. And, yeah, you know.
0: and, Van, and, and young Van Dork, I'll call him Van Dork because he acts like a dork, <laughs> Van Dork sitting there going, what do you mean? I will go in the, Oot uh, It's just like, dude, that kid's sense of direction of looking at the right position for the camera is just so awkward, as equally as his dialogue.
1: He's shocking. Like, I mean, look. I mean, look. You know, poor, poor, poor kid. I feel bad for him. I do too. He's fucking shocking. He is just so shocking. And I just kind of get the feeling the director was just like, oh, like maybe he was someone's son or something, and it was like, all right, we'll fund your movie, but my kid gets his big break in acting, and the director's just like, oh fuck, look, just he's he's only gonna be in the movie for like fifteen minutes tops. Let's just. Let him say his shit. We'll work with what we can and just get him the fuck out
0: of here. Maybe the kid's dad, maybe he was Frank Dukes' son or something, you know? Like, I I, I don't
1: know. (laughs) You know, then there's the scene where he's like, I mean, the, the, like, Sensei Tanaka, like, the old dude, like, he's great because he's got that, he's got that fierce, like, Japanese dialogue delivery. He's like, you are not a Tanaka. Like fucking okay, yeah right, really, dude. Um, But like the fucking argument between him and Young Van Dork is like, it didn't come here to be a punching bag. You can forget about the deal. It's like someone's put a question mark at the end of Van Dork's dialogue. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, Ron Burgundy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> but like you know, this this like older statesman Japanese dude is just like fucking giving it to him it's like Isn't you'll just... fucking do what I say and he's just
0: like eh, 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 eh. <laughs> <laughs> do you stick <laughs> like, he's, really, he's really studied that kid's style haven't you dude
1: I have seen this movie so often I and know it <laughs> fucking cracks me up every time like,
0: I mean, the here's the where, necessary uh, comedy that brings balance to this film. I got to say, yeah.
1: Like, to the point where, like, Ree and I have a shorthand where, like, I will like just quote this kid randomly <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> and just have her in stitches. That's like, awesome. we're, we're on the phone the other night, yeah, and, and she was, she, oh, I was saying something, and. Uh, something came up, and I was like, You're not going to God Caps? Fucking lost it. Oh, that's missed, dude. He's so terribly quotable. It's great. Yeah.
0: Uh, look, I'm going I'm, I'm to uh, say my piece about Van Dork. I'm going to say that his acting is on par with that of the um, overall acting performance of all the actors on the movie Karate Warrior. Quite possibly <laughs> one of the worst ever martial arts movies you will ever see in this lifetime. And um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the, the flashbacks are good. And then when we see Van Dork evolve into Van Damme, um, thankfully things get a little better. And uh, Yeah, they get
1: a lot better. Like, uh, you know, no,
0: once once you uh, see Van Dam doing his, his,
1: his training montage, it's like, oh, fuck, thank God. Yeah, it's like a
0: breath of fresh air. You go, oh, he grew up. Oh, the pain is over. He grew up. He learned to speak. Oh, thank Christ.
1: But, I mean, it's also funny that, like, the kid that plays Van Dork is kind of, like, abnormally tall for his age, and Van Damme is so very not tall. It's kind <laughs> it's of like
0: he has a growth spurt and then stops.
1: Yeah, it's like he kind of peaked at, like, 16.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then he just sort of grew shorter.
1: Yeah, and wider. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, but the training montage for Van Damme is fantastic. And, uh, I mean, let's let's be real. Those um early Van Damme training films uh, in his films have all showcase the the beautiful um doing the splits. For some reason, that is an essential part of the training montage, which I yeah, fucking
1: it's, love. Yeah, that, that, that and the Van Dam butt shot are staples of his filmography.
0: Absolutely,
1: <laughs> yep. But I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, this is this has got a great training montage, much like Kickboxer did of like, you yeah, know, oh, like, it was great. Is, is Jean-Claude learning to whoop ass?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's really cool. And um, I, I don't know. I just love <laughs> – I love uh, in that training montage, th- there was one particular thing that I always loved was um, th- th- when he's taking on Tanaka. Um, you yeah. Know, and he's just constantly getting flipped on the mat. And you just see the camera. It's just the way the camera just keeps pulling. It. It's, it's like Tanaka's holding the camera himself and he's yeah. doing a selfie. You know, do you know what I'm talking about when he just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's just like, I've done it again. And I've done <laughs> it again. And I've done it again. And you can see Van Damme getting the shirts gone. Maybe he's getting the shits with, will you give the fucking gambler to me, man? You know? <laughs> um, yeah. I just thought that was quite funny. That was, that was my little um giggle in the movie. So yeah. yeah. Besides that and Van Dork, but um, <laughs> yeah, dude, that was great. And uh, but I, I got to say also, man, I love the – I just love the scope of seeing Hong Kong as well. I thought that was very um, – yeah, just seeing the city and the, the cinematography of the city was beautiful as well. I thought it was very on par with what we saw in Into the Dragon with those early shots of the city as well. I thought that yeah, was really it does, nice. Yeah, it
1: does look great. Like, I mean, this is a great-looking movie, like, yeah.
0: to be perfectly yeah. honest. like It is a really
1: great-looking film, um, like – You know, it it looks fantastic. Like, I mean, you just can't beat shooting something on location. Like, yeah,
0: especially back in the 80s. Like, you know, it kind of looked a bit dirty, a little bit dangerous. Like, yeah. Mm, Absolutely. And I love that – I love when they, you know, they meet – I can't remember the dude's name, but the – the representative for the kumite, the young, hip dude with the oh, mullet. Like, Fred, Freddie Lee. Like, Freddie Lee, that's I right. Hey, guys, him. okay. We go down here, okay. it's just fucking yeah. cool. You,
1: Jackson. you look like Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I love him. Like, he's fantastic, man. He's like so like the perfect Americanized like Asian dude. Like he's got the mullet. He's got like the... The yellow tinted fucking aviator glasses, the yeah. like, you know, I'm trying to grow a mustache but it's not really working thing going on, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, the, I mean, the mullet's
0: fantastic, absolutely, it's, like, it's on point, oh, it's a yeah, thing of beauty, dude, it's great, yes,
1: yeah. it's, it's fantastic. But I mean, he's he's
0: great, and I mean,
1: it's, like some of his dialogues, great, like, you know, dude, it was like, awesome. I was like, What's the difference if Bruce Lee's his shidoshi? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) What's the difference in Bruce Springsteen to Shidoshi?
0: Yeah. I thought that was cool, man. It was like, you know, here he is, fucking, this this guy just trying to fucking just segregate himself from the the typical fucking Asian culture. He's just trying to be the cool, you know, he's obviously drank the American Kool-Aid and he just wants to be American and in the best kind of way. He just... He just
1: the, makes it fun. The great thing about this movie is, like, every character's memorable. I love one of my favourite, like, one-and-done characters in this movie is the big fucking bodyguard dude that they meet when he's, like, walking him down the alley. <laughs> and oh, oh the yes. UK, like, that big as fuck Asian dude who just, like, looks him up and down and, like, gives him a thumbs up. He's like,
0: okay, okay USA. <laughs> Dude, he was awesome. I, he was up there with Richard Kill, that guy. Hey, he was like ace oh, Richard Keel. Great, yeah. Man.
1: Like he was just okay. fantastic, and like just the best line delivery. And, like I mean, I, you lo- I love. I love. Jack's like okay, USA. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, he was great. Like. I love that sequence going down the back alley because that really sets the tone of what they're going into. It's like we're deep in the underground and meanwhile there's, you know, families and shit cooking rice and fucking, you know, working in sweaty kitchens. Yeah. And then, yeah, these guys come up and they look like they're going to tear the fuck through him. Okay, (laughs) USA. It's just that 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 change in his facial expression—that's the part that got me. I was like, yeah, "Dude, yeah. that it's is meant
1: Because you're like, you're, you're half expecting, like, "Oh man, they're gonna get into a fight with this dude and have to like yeah. prove themselves," and he's just like, "Nope, <laughs> nah." Like, yeah. it was just, yeah. That guy's just fucking great. Like that's what I mean, man. Like this movie is so full of memorable characters. Mm. Like, it, yeah. just, it it makes it such a. Fun watching experience. Absolutely.
0: And when they enter the world of the Kumite, oh man, that is magnificent looking. It's again, you know, deeply inspired, I think, from Enter the Dragon. They've just taken that gorgeous world of the, the tournament, um, you know, of, of the ring and and er- all the decorations and just, well, just, yeah, just really, it feels like
1: they've just like really taken their inspiration from Enter the Dragon and just kicked it up. A Absolutely. It's gone like, yep, I, you know. Which is, you know, something that you and I have talked about, mm. like, when you're writing stuff, it's like, you know, you get your inspiration from things and you go like, oh, like, you know, I might have done something different with that or wouldn't it have been cool if, like, this and this yeah, were in yeah. or, or, you know, instead of doing that, you know, this was how the t- or, or tournament was or whatever. And this movie's a really good example of that where they've taken uh, an idea that was pre-established and really fucking successful. Like, I mean, you know fuck if you're going to steal steal from the best and you know who better to steal martial arts movie ideas from than Bruce Lee right right um you know and they've just like taken that and just gone okay let's let's you know fucking throw a bit of a different color of paint on this and turn it up to 11 and you know hey we'll we'll do our movie like i mean yeah. you know obviously this is this movie is not like you know as uh, much of a landmark as Enter the dragon, but I do feel it's like maybe just like a little step down. Cause mm. it's like the impact of like what Bloodsport created with its world building and everything. Like I said, man, fucking hello. Mortal Kombat yeah. says, thank you. <laughs> mm, pretty much. Dude.
0: Yeah. Well, it was really cool. Like in the sense of, um, it, it, it's kind of funny, you know, when early, you know, to, to go back to the video game, they'll play with the Kung Fu Fighting or karate champion, whatever it's called. Um, It was very reminiscent of that sort of setting when when they entered. That's what I picked up. And it was just very, um, you know, the the interior is just gorgeous. It was very round-robin looking with the the tournament billboards. Um, And then, you know, the fighters, you you slowly see all the fighters, you know, assembling and having this beautiful banquet, which is, you know, fucking amazing. Um, And Freddie Lee, of course, providing the commentary going um. You know, refer- yeah, referring to awesome. the characters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's such a great exposition character. Like, because it's like he's there. It's like, you know, you don't have to like do a big backstory. It's like he's like Van Damme and Jackson's like minder. Yeah. Like, and he's just like, yeah, fucking, you know, watch out for fucking Chong Lee. Li. Like, that guy's fucking hardcore sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, Um. and I mean, like when, when they get in there and they're like registering and all that, I mean, you uh, know, that first, was. The- the, yeah, the, the Dim muck scene is like rad. The dim muck. <laughs> I thought that was cool, <laughs> and I mean, I love Jackson. What the hell is a Dim Mack? Yeah, <laughs> I, sh-
0: <laughs> yeah I just love, I love Jackson's uh, relationship with Frank. He's just—you can see him just—it's like they've been friends for years. You know, like yeah. the bromance is so deep by this point, point. and yeah. So Van Dam has to prove his work, you know, prove his validity by performing the Dim Mark, which is basically the death touch, um, assembling a, a stack of bricks and basically destroying the bottom brick and leaving yeah. the others intact. Which I thought was really cool. It's a very, uh, yeah, look it up. It's it's an impressive piece of skill. But um, I love Bolo Jung's reaction because that to me took me back to. Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon when he says "Boards don't fight back." Yeah, yeah. there was I mean, one it of those moments. Moment. Yeah,
1: and such a cool intro to Bolo. It I mean, like, we got to talk about Bolo. I,
0: I've been salivating to talk about that him.
1: dude. Is just like magnificent a fucking
0: axe. <laughs> like... It's like Asian, you know, and not firing any racial shots here, but. It's like the Asian evolutionary change just went sideways when it came to bolo Jung. like this... he's like
1: a mutant man <laughs> like because like, we because we were, we we're watching this the other night right yeah and like we're just like commenting on like how like most of the other. Um, you know, Asian fighters in blood sport are like, you know, sort of like really wiry and like, you know, all sinew and like, you know. Just well, they're like all built...
0: taut and very. Yeah, uh, they're built
1: like Bruce Lee. Yeah, you know? basically. And then fucking Bolo Young walks in. Like the dude looks like a fucking tank. He's like, I mean, he's his, like pecs, gonna...
0: his pecs are like the size of a human head.
1: Yeah, his his chest is like a fucking barrel like his arms are like fucking tree trunks like the dude's massive
0: yeah dude he's like like uh, yeah he's um in terms of movies man he's one of the most impressive physical specimens of Fucking cinema history, in my opinion. Oh, like.
1: dude, I, I, I always loved seeing Bolo rock up in any 80s action movie. Like, he was fantastic.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Look, it, even, even even when he pops up in Double Impact, when he's got, like, the scar on his oh, face. so good.
0: Because like, I'm trying to remember, that there's a movie where he actually was the hero. Like, because he's synonymous with being the bad guy. But there is a movie where he's actually the good guy for once. And, yeah. And um, I thought that was poetic.
1: Yeah, because Rhea and I are trying to track that down. He's like a janitor. Um, it's And, like, you know, he does, like, Tiger style or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. And he's yeah. a painter as well. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of it. I've i got to look I it I saw up. it
0: when I was a kid, man. And I was like, yeah. holy shit, it's the bad guy. But he's a good guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, he was great in that as well, like, from what I remember. Yeah, but, absolutely. Like, and he's such a great – like, he plays a bad guy so well. Like, he does. He's so – arrogant and like i mean you, you got to give props to bolo's acting ability because he has very minimal dialogue in this movie but
0: he does it uh, well
1: what he does have he does it so well but mm. it's just the facial expressions like you know when he he gets a hit in the ring or something like that when he's fighting and just the look on his face is like nah yeah. <laughs> like, and then just destroys the dude um you know, there's that great moment where like, you know, him and Jackson are fighting and Jackson actually gets the better of him for 10 minutes till he fucks it up.
0: I know. That was great that bit. And
1: then Bolo's like getting off the floor and he's just shaking his head and just that look in his eyes of like, okay, dickhead, gloves are off. Like yeah. now you're fucked. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's such a great moment. Like he just, he does so much with that character without having to say a whole lot of lines. And, mm. and I think it's really cool. Like it makes us such a memorable
0: bad guy. Yeah, that's right. And when he does speak, like there's a warmth to his dialogue as well. Like yeah. he sounds like the wise warrior Um, because he comes in as, I believe the defending champion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, well
1: he's, he's like, he's, He's the big shot. He's the rock star of the chem yeah, attack. He's like, the most revered
0: know, fighter of the world. Like yeah. the
1: audience love him. Like he's like such a badass. Like, you know, you see him like when he beats the fuck out of people and he does that little up and down jumpy dance. I thing, love that jumpy dance. So cool, right?
0: When he like, kills it's so cool. Yeah, when he kills that dude, um, yeah, it's pretty intense, dude. Like it gets intense. Uh it shows you, you know, that this is not some friendly tournament that people do get killed and...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that moment after he kills the guy in the Kumite, where, mm. like, everyone's just, like, you know, bowing for Silas and he turns around and he's like, oh, what the fuck? And just kind of, like, waves his hand at the judges, like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And just walks off the mat. Like, yeah. you know, it just kind of shows that, like, you know, he's, he's, he's such a force to be reckoned with, but he's also really arrogant. Like, mm. he's got he's obviously gotten to the point in his career as a fighter where he just thinks his shit doesn't stink. Mm. Um, and yeah, that really shines through. Like he just does such a fucking great job in this movie. Like he's absolutely fantastic.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's like, um, yeah, I also love, I love the judges in this. The judges have this old wise man vibe yeah. about them. Like they're, they're like the grandmasters of whatever. Um, yeah, they don't say much, but you know, they're very authoritarian, and and everyone shuts the fuck up and listens to them. You know, um, yeah, I like them, but I also like, I loved. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stab at one of my potential MVPs, the little janitor dudes.
1: That little janitor dude is so fucking
0: great. He's like, awesome. I love him <laughs> like. Doing the little, you know, the fucking moldy rag trying to mop up the
1: blood. I mean, you know, there's that great moment, like, you know, Van Damme faces off against the Iranian dude with the gold tooth that he's already had a run-in with in the bar. um, And, you know, just flattens him in two seconds and knocks his gold tooth out. And little janitor dude's like, Fuck yeah! it like, yeah. has a bit of a look around, grabs the tooth, you know, bites into it to check if it's real gold. And the it's look like, on his
0: face is like, Whoa. oh, fucking payday! Yeah, he's
1: quickly tucks it into his pocket.
0: Yeah, and it's like fucking. The, I just love the way he's looking around. Like, I wonder if you know, if anyone's looking. It's like, uh, yeah, you're in a fucking arena packed with people that are all staring at you right now. Yeah, I think you've been watched.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was gone. But yeah, he's he is just fantastic. He is so good. Like, that's what I mean there. It's like every character in this flick is just so memorable. Yeah. Like, you know, even even down to like guys like that who is just like a one off,
0: like he's essentially like a, a glorified background extra. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing, man. I feel like this movie is so well balanced with its screen time of all the characters. Um, you know, all the other fighters with their kind of minute, minuscule backstories. You know, it, it, it's fucking fantastic, dude. It's it's just such a good ride. Um, well, it's such
1: a well-rounded and well-developed world that they've created for mm. this movie. And they do it. Like, I mean, this is a short movie. It's like an hour and a half. Yes, absolutely. And they, like, don't waste any time in, you know, just – building the world and getting you right into it
0: yeah absolutely and uh, yeah i love i love the slow build of van dam's um progress through the tournament you know just that uh, starting off with that fast impact making a bold statement and then just progressively just you know the 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 fucking gears is coming off and we're getting down to the real van dam you know shirtless oiled up
1: yeah bike shorts
0: I mean, if, if he could have got away with fighting in a thong, they would have let him, you know. I'm sure, just so we could get the butt shot, you know.
1: <laughs> well, we already had the butt shot after he, uh, after, he after rails a the reporter. Yeah,
0: yeah, that was great. I love that.
1: Like <laughs> he, he rails the reporter, and then you know we get the we get the classic Van Dam butt shot of like, you know, I'm going to pull on my red jocks and, uh, hey, baby, I didn't hurt you, did I? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you know, oh, no, I'm, I'm Van Dam and I'm a stud. Look at my ass. <laughs>
0: and and the look in her eyes just says it all. It's like. Uh, I'm gonna be sore for a week, but yeah, uh, yeah, all is well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I love I love the reporter. Yeah, as she's not well.
1: like getting out of bed because you know Van Dam's been there, and oh, clearly she's you know legless uh, yeah. after,
0: after that experience, which is kind of weird because it's an interesting little side story there because she's trying to get this the inside scoop on the Kumite. She's trying to write this story about it, and you know she's bone and fucking. Yeah, you know, She's getting it on with Van Damme And trying to get the scoop as well But no one's coughing up anything And then she ends up fucking sneaking in With some fucking rich, rich, rich Businessman That
1: <laughs> Asian business dude That's like Van Damme's fanboy yeah. He's great as well He's like, hey Dukes, how you feeling today? Yeah, I feel good Yeah, you're good, you're a good fighter you good You're good, yeah, you're <laughs> good. <laughs> Great, right. and then like he comes up and tries to bribe the official when Van Dam's running late. Like, yeah, again, man, just so many great, fun, memorable characters in this flick. Like, it's uncanny, isn't it?
0: Like, for it, a movie in '88, you just wouldn't expect to fall in love with every single character in this film. It's
1: so well developed, and I think that's one of those things that a lot of 80s and 90s movies have mm. that. Like, you know, is missing from a lot of modern movies. like like those memorable little side characters, you know, those those fun little moments with them. like, and I mean, you know, man if you're playing the ja- if you're the guy playing the janitor, like how cool is that? like here's your chance to shine and everyone that loves this movie is going to remember you. Mm. Like it's such a great moment. Um, and I just I feel like a lot of that's like, you know, and it, we we talk about those sort of moments a lot in a Mm. lot of the movies we discuss um and i feel like that's just kind of vanished from a lot of movies nowadays like you know you don't remember anyone from the main cast of like a fast and the furious from the side cast of like fast and the furious movie too much that's the movie
0: with the car isn't
1: it like you pretty much remember the main (laughs) cast and sometimes i don't even remember all of them Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because there's like 800 people in those movies. Yeah. Um, But like, you know, like as opposed to Bloodsport where it's like you remember every single character, even if you don't know their names, you're like that guy. Remember that guy. And anyone who loves that movie is going to go, oh, fuck yeah, him, man. How cool was he? Mm, Like, mm. it's just, it's such a, it's such a, it was such a wonderful time. Yeah, cinema, like, even, like, you know, people can, like, sneer at, like, you know, B-grade action movies and stuff like that, but, man, they fucking really made an effort with this shit.
0: And, you know, as a kid growing up in that time period, man, like, watching these films, that was, like, our Disney, man, that was our magic escape, man, we loved those films, man. It
1: totally was, like, you know, being a kid in the 80s, like, was fantastic, because, like, you know, we had the best cartoons we had the best toys like you know we got we got like the invention of video games
0: we had big Macs in a styrofoam container
1: you know the, <laughs> yeah and we had the we had the best movies like yeah. and you know we had access to them like whenever we wanted like mm. we could just go down like and it wasn't like netflix where you just had to scroll through like a billion fucking things to see if you could find something it's like we just went down the video store i and, know if we didn't find the movie we wanted, we got to try something else that looked cool and fell in love with it.
0: Oh, dude, I have to quickly say, side note, man, the other day, a bit of a sad thing. I, um, I, I was up in Landsborough and, uh, to get the, the train back home and fucking, um, I used to go there a lot back when I was recording and um, that was my drop-off pick-up point. But there was always this video shot there and it, up until probably three years ago, I want to say, it was pretty much one of the last standing video stores in Australia. And no, uh, I've, okay. I've got video somewhere of it. I've, I did a quick walkthrough of it. It was just like, man, you know, I remember talking to the owner the last time I went there and he was so sad to say goodbye to this thing. You know, it was his heart and soul. Uh, it was a real sad story. And then yeah. seeing it the other day, it's now a doctor's surgery and I just I don't know, part of me cried inside. Was, uh,
1: you would like. Yeah.
0: It yeah. was really sad, dude. Like, I mean that's the thing. Like even um even in the valley, um a few years back, I remember walking towards the outskirts of the valley and uh, where they were building one of those new fancy fucking hotels that's there now. Um it was actually the the parking, it was the the area of a blockbuster video, yeah. Because up until recent years, there were, the only remnants of it was the blockbuster video sign that was there. Yeah. So I don't know. Just seeing stuff like that, just I don't know. It really does tear you up a bit
1: does man it just it breaks your heart like mm. it really does because it's just like you know yeah. and I, I think it's more than like a because i mean I've, I've seen you know this argument from people where it's like oh but blockbuster was a corporate monster and fucking they were run by religious people. It's like yeah but dude as a kid it's like dude,
0: we didn't give a fuck
1: it's not about that mm. it's not about like Blockbuster as a company per se, it's about the memories that were yeah. created by going to that place. Like Friday um, night
0: was the best night of the week to be a kid.
1: Well, and that's the thing. It's like all of the things that you wound up loving mm. a lot of the time. Like as an '80s kid, you know, you discovered like as, as a Gen Xer, like you discovered that shit via the video store. Like, you know, uh, you you couldn't like you couldn't fall in love with Lorenzo lamar's like. From fucking Netflix like you found his movies at the video store like you know you found stuff like Bloodsport at the video store like yeah like it's, it's true it, it's it's a lot of the stuff that's like it's the memory of discovering this thing and passing it around to friends or or whoever and you know watching it together and stuff like that and you know that that evolving into like being a teenager and you know going and fucking going down there with your mates and like, hey, we've got a long weekend. Let's like, you know, get a fucking couple of bottles of something, a few pizzas
0: and like, let's hire out fucking yeah.
1: a couple of movies each and just sit there and watch them and chill. And well, fucking, yeah. You know?
0: Like that. that's where, like, I mean, fuck, yeah. This is a, we could have an hour long conversation just about this, but you know, finding things, finding treasures like um, Showdown in Little Tokyo. I don't know why but yeah. that one popped up in my memory. Like just seeing that, never in a million years would I have hoped to find that streaming aimlessly. But there yeah. it was on a shelf, and I went, "Holy shit, Bruce Lee's son in a movie! Fuck yeah. yeah, let's do this!" You know, or seeing the posters. You know, you'd look up on the on the wall and see the posters for Rapid Fire or or Kickboxer or something, and you go, "Fuck yeah, I want to see that movie because it looks I sick." Do.
1: Yeah, I mean, even I mean, even for me, like going into the 90s like so much of like my indie film like education yeah. like
0: clerks and
1: for the first time yep. uh seeing sfw yep. uh the professional um you know fucking entropy like all of these movies that i absolutely fell in love with mm. like doom generation stuff like that like even I, the I only film cube yeah, yeah, man, I only found those, like, through the video store, yep. and yeah, like, that that experience, like, it, it does break your heart a little bit to think that that experience is gone, and, yeah. you know, I mean, for a lot of reasons, it's like, you know, not only are, like, a whole generation of people maybe not going to be able to find these things, but also for the artists, you know, it's like it's it's harder than ever. I feel to get an indie film out there and seen, mm. you know, because like, well, you know, it's it's just going to get buried on streaming. Like, yeah, well, that's yeah, it. The, the glut of everything else, um, you know, you're not really going to get a cinema release and. You know, people are, I feel people are more likely to rent something if they're in a video store on Friday night and, you know, fucking whatever they want to watch is out. And they go, oh, hey, let's have take a chance on this thing. Um, sounds interesting, cover mm. looks cool. People mm. are more likely to do that than they are to walk into JB and go, Oh, I'm gonna drop fucking 30 bucks on a DVD or a Blu-ray for this. You well, know, thank- thankfully DVDs and Blu-rays are still around. Yeah, it's
0: like <laughs> it's like whilst the excitement of walking down the aisle of JB and seeing all the DVDs or even DVD King for that matter, it's exciting to see all those nostalgic films and everything, um, especially DVD King. But you don't get the magic and the charm of, of going into Blockbuster or Video Ease and going, oh, cool, it's 7 for 7 tonight. Fuck yeah. Let's yeah. go, you know, and you just go, all right, let's go down the horror aisle first. I mean, what was your go-to? Because mine was horror. I'd, I'd go straight down the horror aisle first, then I'd go through sci-fi.
1: Yeah, well, I would usually go to. It depended. Like,
0: mm. I'd usually go to.
1: I my my, my B line would be straight for the new releases to see what was yeah yep, that was always good. Yep. Um, if it was weekly stuff, I'd go. I'd usually go like the um the art house section in. Oh, nice, which nice. Was which was usually and the funny thing was like. And people are going to go, like, oh, the art house section, you fucking pretentious beret-wearing wanker. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have a little handle for your cigarette, Jake? Do you drink your tea with the pinky up? No, no, no. The thing is, the art house section was, in Blockbuster, was where all the really fucking cool shit kind of yeah. lived. like it was where, like, Yeah, man, it fucking... was like where the professional and yep. reservoir dogs and yep. train spotting and clerks and all of the kind of, shit that Blockbuster would get in where they're Mm. like, I don't know what this fucking is. Pulp fiction. Is it action? Is it comedy? I don't know. Fuck it. Chuck it in Art House. (laughs) Yep. Pretty much dude. We'll we'll pretend it's art. (laughs) So I'd usually hit there and, you know, see what had made its way over there and like, you know, maybe get a couple of my favourites, like Reservoir Dogs, for like the 800th fucking time. Mm. Um, But then I'd like hit the horror section and then the sci-fi section. And, you know, occasionally I'd hit like the anime section. Like, yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. and, And the other thing I always love too, and we've talked about this before, um, Oh man, a rocking chair. But um, yeah, we talk about the clerks behind the counter, and they were just as mythical as the fucking videos themselves. Because you find yourself engaged in a conversation. Trying. Yeah. To, I don't know about you, but I was trying to make friends with the clerks. Um, not only was I in awe of their knowledge of all things movies, but I was like. Uh, if I'm nice enough to this person, they might give me a free poster or they might give me a a free promo cassette for my favourite movie, which I got for The Crow. I got a promo uh, cassette of all the ads. Yes, I do. Um, You know, just little things like that. I I would just fucking, yeah, I'd love those conversations with the clerk.
1: Well, that was a cool thing too. Like, I mean, I remember like being friends with the girls that worked at Brash's. Yeah, open. And, like, you know, being able to, like, get promo stuff or, like, have them, like, you know, it's like, because, you know, being a poor student, it's like, oh, hey, guys, can you just, like, maybe hold this for me for, like, a week
0: and I can come in next week. cuz you a I, poor like, student, you know? beret-wearing, tea-sipping, Oh, yeah, great. man,
1: yeah. And I, I used to, like, hang out in coffee shops and stuff as well. Like, <laughs> I, was, I, was the full, I was the full fucking 90s cliché. <laughs> 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 but, um, oh, but, yeah, like I mean, it was just—it was just such a great time yeah, and, and, and just such a great way to discover movies and stuff like that. And it's—it is really fucking sad that it's gone. It is, from, it is, you know.
0: And and the thing is, is like for anyone listening, that's like fucking oh, listen to these guys having a whinge. It's like, and and that they have no idea. Um, go go on YouTube. Oh, there's a bunch of stuff on there of, you know, promo videos and stuff and advertisements for Blockbuster and Video Easy and that. There's bunches of stuff. But also, uh, more in the modern sense, um, there, the Mystic Museum in L.A. does this yearly awesome thing where they do slashback video.
1: Oh, dude, slashback video. Isn't it the I, best?
0: I have dreams of being able to go
1: to one of those because I fucking love it.
0: It's like the attention to detail and how they fucking reconstruct the video shop era is just so magical. And there's a part of me that hopes that one day we get something like that here in Australia. I would love to see a pop-up video store here. That would be just fucking mint. It would just be fucking great. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, because I, I think only then would people go... Ah, okay. Now I get it. You know, um, yeah. No phones required. You just walk down and let your fucking eyes do the talking. You know, do the walking. Sorry. And... Um... Oh, yeah,
1: man. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like it was just, it was just such a so much easier to have something catch your eye. Mm. Like. And I mean you know I feel I feel like that sort of stuff has also contributed to like you know the the death of the uh, the movie poster like the art of the movie poster which like, was such a
0: such a powerful component a selling point well, for the movie. Yeah, it really was because I mean we have those we do have those today don't get me wrong but a lo- I, I don't know man the posters not a lot of them jump out at me anymore. You
1: know? No. Well, that's the thing. It's just everything's slapped together in Photoshop, which I mean, for me, like, you know, you sort of think like, especially since we live in the era of like the comic book movie, like, I would think that as a comic book fan that I would want to have movie posters of all of these fucking things on my walls because like
0: we did back in the back in the day. Exactly.
1: Like as as a kid, it's just like, you know, you had so many cool movie posters on your walls. Yeah. But it's like, I, the only moderately modern movie poster that I have in my home is the poster for Rob Zombie's monsters.
0: Fuck yeah. Which is cool.
1: Cool. Oh, sorry. No, I, I tell a lot, the, the poster for Rob Zombie's Monsters and the promo poster for the 2022 version of Hellraiser. Nice. Like, but that's it. And both of those are great. Mm. Um, but they're a rarity nowadays, yeah. you know? Like, I would think, like, I would have, you know, X-Men movie posters in my room and stuff like that, and I really don't. Like, but you do... I think the last the last time a, a, movie, a movie poster... Sort of really impressed me was a lot of the promo stuff with the Deadpool movies. Yeah,
0: well, I was going to say, like, there's there in recent times, um, there, there are some t- nice little flashbacks of sorts with um, some of the more indie films like Wolf Cop or Turbo mm. Kid, um, those sort of yeah, movies,
1: Psycho Gorman, like that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: they've got great looking posters, um, or poster art for their their films, um, which is a really nice throw, um, throwback and tip tip of the hat to the, you know that era that we talk about so passionately it's yeah um just there's a certain magic and charm in those visuals that just really sell the movie the way it should be sold and uh, yeah yeah it's 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 a very hard thing to sort of explain to our beloved listeners but um even our friends in kazakhstan what is this yeah. poster thing you talk about
1: you know? yeah <laughs> they're like a going- I thought, I thought you were talking about the sport of blood. <laughs> yeah.
0: Anyway, but um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Bon Jovi, Bloodsport.
0: Yeah. Back, to, <laughs> back to Bloodsport. I mean, that was, when we saw Bloodsport on the shelf, that, you know, that was a real, you could tell that that, that movie got a fucking flogging off the shelf, man. It was, Oh, uh,
1: dude. It shit. was so hard to find because I remember I saw Kickboxer before I saw Bloodsport.
0: Yeah, right. I think I was I the saw- same, dude.
1: I saw, like, I'd seen uh, No Retreat, No Surrender on TV, and I'd seen Black Eagle and then saw Kickboxer. And I was like, oh, my God, what else has this Van Damme guy done? Because Van Damme's career, like, it was sort of, he was banging on the video shelves pretty quick. Mm. Like, because it was like, you know, there was Kickboxer, like, there was Bloodsport, there was Kickboxer, then there was, like, you know, Wrong Bet and fucking Death Warrant and all that in a very short space of time. Mm. Um, So I, like was trying to hunt down a copy
0: of Bloodsport. And fuck, man, it took me a, took
1: me a minute to get it
0: because mm. it was always out. That's the thing, man. A lot of those video shops, like one of the common features on the walls of their posters was always the martial arts superstar. You, you knew who the yeah. flavour of the month was, whether it was Van Damme, whether it was the seagull before he got yeah. fucking Buddha, um, fucking Billy Blanks. Um, uh, Matthias, is it Matthias Hughes? John Matthias, yeah, whatever yeah, his name is. Both. Yeah, the these, yeah, yeah. All these, yeah, that they had all these guys. The Lama. As, yeah. Like there were posters of these guys up on the wall, yeah. For, if they had a new movie, um, and as a kid, you kind of use that as a gauge of, oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna watch this guy. I've never heard of this guy. I'll, I'll check.
1: But they, they were kind of like the placeholder. Like they were kind of like the when Arnie and Sly don't have something big coming out, mm. if you wanted to watch a, a cool action movie or something, you'd go check out these dudes. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Don't know,
1: like Mark Dacoskis. Like, I mean, fuck me, here's another one. Like, yeah. I, I discovered Mark Dacoskis' entire filmography via video stores, and I love that dude. Like,
0: Yeah, absolutely. He was great. thing only the strong for the first time, and just going, fuck, this guy's awesome. Yeah. And uh, was it the Swordmaster that he was in, where he's the, the final bad guy with the samurai sword?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. It was that I that one. Mean, yeah, I mean, that, you know, Crying Freeman, mm. Drive, the awesome movie with him and Kadeem Hardison, not the yeah. other awesome movie with uh, Ryan Baby Goose.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing, like, all these guys, they, like, you know, just cask us and all that. After Bloodsport, these guys all, in some shape or form, had a stab at doing a Bloodsport-style movie, like with a yeah. tape. Um Dukaskis did one with swords. You know, there was a... Yeah. There was well, a... he
1: was, he yeah. was also... Uh, I think he took over the kickboxer franchise. Around, yes, like, he did. Or yeah, he did.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was fucking, like, the, the the legacy of not only the movie of Bloodsport, but also Van Dam. it resonates to this day in cinema. Like, it's... Oh, shit. There, there is a deep cultural impact from Absolutely. thanks to this movie, yeah. Um, but getting back to the movie, the, 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 the fights are a plenty. There's so many great memorable fights, but we get to the final fight between Chong Lee and Frank Dukes. And, uh, Which
1: you kind of know, I mean, that's the, the great thing about this movie and, and these sort of movies, is like, you know, right from the start, Who the final battle is going to be between. Oh, absolutely. Like. You know, the minute, like, Chong Lee's like, fucking giving Van Damme the side eye and just, like, and Van Damme's just looking at him going, oh, dude, you're a piece of shit. Like, well, no, Van Damme's looking at him, like, with a bit of, like, you know, you've lost your way. You've forgotten the warrior's path. Yeah. Like, I will teach you. (laughs) But, like, you know these two are going to fucking get into it. And it's going to be, like, hardcore. It's going to be a magnificent (laughs)
0: fight, which it is magnificent. It's... It's one for the ages, dude. It's, um, yeah, I'd rate it pretty high in some of my favorite fights.
1: I price. mean, there's, there's some crazy shit in it. Like, because, I mean, it's, it's a great fight, and I'm not, like, picking holes in it, but, like, there's that weird moment where Van Damme kicks Chong Lee in the head, like, over his shoulder. Like, he's, like, he puts his leg up at a 90-degree angle and fucking feeds Chong Lee a toe sandwich. Mm. And it's the weirdest angle. It's like he's taken his leg off and just hit him with it. It's, like, it's Yeah, it is
0: pretty wild. wild eh? Yeah, it's um, yeah, a bit of movie magic there, kids.
1: But, uh, <laughs> you yeah, know, Chong Li, of course, has to cheat and um, pulls out his crotch aspirin and throws it in Van Damme's eyes. Which, uh, man,
0: I was quite... I, I don't know. I, maybe that's just a bad guy trope that is necessary for the the sake of the film and the, the feng shui, or the, the bad guy in the movie. But I just thought... Dude, you're Bolo Young. You're like Chong Li. You're this ass kicking grand champion. Fucking, yeah, kill kill Dukes, man. You don't need this fucking aspirin <laughs> shit. But well, I mean, I kind of feel like that was just a
1: bit of a, a tropey sort of thing put in to sort of show um I I feel like there's a reason to it in the sense that I mean my my take on it is that it's like Chong Lee Li has obviously like, you know, he started as like this great champion. Um and, you know, he's slowly become a bit more arrogant and, you know, a bit more invested in himself and kind of believing his own hype. And I think, like, you know, throughout the course of the movie, like, he's seen Frank Dukes, like, kicking the fuck out of all these dudes and just, like, you know, breaking world records and, you know, being, being like, you know, the hot young thing. And you know, I kind of feel like Chong Lee's a bit of like, no, nah, no, like I, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to use every advantage I can. I am not losing to this well, guy. Like, I you think know, his my fame is forced my by fame.
0: The as well. Yeah,
1: mm. exactly. Like my fame and you know, my my fucking reputation is everything. And also, like you said, you know, you do get the feeling like there's a bit of uh, you know, he's a bit like in the pocket of triads. It's like, don't you fucking lose this thing? Yeah. Um,
0: Which we also see in kickbox with Tong Po. You know. He's yep. also, you know, ruled over by gang leaders. So yeah. I, you see that presence of the triad very, very subtly. Um, yeah. And I feel like that plays a hand in why Chong Li resorts to cheating in, in the film. Yeah. Um, which, if if anything, it adds to the flavour of the fight, to the flow. Ooh, yeah.
1: And I mean, the, the weird part about it is it's like, the, there's two things that I always kind of like. I'm like, um... Dude, didn't you train blind? Yeah.
0: Like, well, I love what that is initial, this bothering you? Yeah, I love that initial reaction where he's like, <laughs> that, that screaming montage is Oh, awesome. the,
1: the, the, the epic Van Damme screen, the... With, roar, where they
0: slow down the roar. frames and slow down the audio so it sounds like a long, drawn-out scream. So yeah. cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, but,
0: then you're also like,
1: what, what kind of cracks me up is like the, the camera sort of switches to like Van Damme's POV and everything's blurry and he can't see And I'm just sort of thinking like, dude, there's three people on this map. One of them is wearing brown pyjamas. Aim for the guy that's not wearing brown pyjamas and I'm pretty sure you're okay. Like...
0: Or as Paulie says in Rocky IV, hit the one in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> But um, yeah, that, that's such a great, it's such a great moment in the in the fight, and uh, yeah, I just love like Van Em's desperation, and he's just he's just like what the fuck, what the fuck, and like you say, it's like dude, he's trained half his life blind, like with a yeah. blindfold on. So wouldn't this just be a, in his natural habitat for him? Um, well, yeah.
1: Speaking of blind, you know a movie that we should fucking talk about one day is Blind, blind Fury. Fury
0: Peace in the park yeah, dude. Great film. Great. Next week, sure. <laughs> there you go. go. Product. Micro,
1: micro production meeting. <laughs> Stick that us, yeah, Patreon. It's, it's such a, it's such a, it, it, it is such a great fight because it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, that the the fucking windmill of spinning roundhouses he does at Chong Lee yeah. towards <laughs> the end there. Is truly epic. Um
0: Yeah. When he gets the, when he gets back to the upper hand, it's yeah. just like it's like I don't know, it it takes a cue from Popeye, you know, like Popeye just eats the can of spinach and fucking yeah, he's super power. That's what we see with Van He's just yeah, yeah. When, like the speed force slows down
1: you you kind of expect Sensei Tanaka's <clears throat> voice to pop into his head. Use the splits, Jean-Claude. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: That's like yeah, real fight. Yeah, I can see the splits working for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh, why is he? But doing I mean, there was that
1: great moment, which I mean, again, you know, the Mortal Kombat influence where <laughs> he does the splits at that big sumo dude and nut punches him. Yeah. Which, I mean, look, everyone knows Johnny Cage was based on Van Damme anyway, but it's it's just such a great moment to see the genesis of like that famous video game fighting move. Oh, dude, it was so good. Movie. Yeah,
0: it is It is great. And and you know, you're right, It's it really is the genesis for Johnny Cage because complete with the outfit as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Johnny Cage wears the same kind of shorts and everything in the first game. Um, but like, the other thing, the other memorable um, Van Damme moment I, I love in the fights is when he does that flying kick that's um, beautifully captured on the poster. Uh, oh, the yeah. I mean,
1: that—that that is just iconic. Like, yeah. it really is, like, just such a iconic Jean-Claude Van Damme moment. Like, it really is. It, it, it is. It's so, it's so good. good.
0: Like, uh, yeah, I, I didn't realise the impact of that moment and that shot till I saw it on camera and went, fuck me, that is such a magnificent moment in the film. Um, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and, of course, you know, the soundtrack just really heightens these fights as well. I love the soundtrack in this film.
1: Um, I, I kind of love that there's a song that just chants Kumite in the corner. Right? <laughs> so cool. Like, it's like this 80s power ballad that, like, I literally literally looked up the soundtrack for this because I was convinced, I was fucking convinced that that had to be Stan Bush because I'm like, I was the same dude. I was like, man, like he did so many great songs on like fucking, you know. Top Gun, Transformers, like uh, so many movies, yeah. like Stan Bush, contrib- like action movies, he contributed like a yeah. track to. Yeah. And I was convinced, like that, that was Stan Bush on the soundtrack, but it's not. It's like someone doing a really great impression of Stan Bush.
0: Right. I feel like it was just like a a, a playground for a lot of washed up fucking, you know, eighties heavy metal singers that couldn't get a crack at the big time, just went what yeah, exactly. is no. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs>
1: can you can you hold a really high note? Yeah. Okay. Do you have a synthesizer and do you have an amp and a really good, like, I don't know, have you got a BC Warlock? Yeah. Yep, cool, go for it
0: Yeah, pretty much Have at
1: it, my boy, give us give us a song But
0: that song is so cool, man What like,
1: sort of song do you want? I don't care, throw the title of the tournament in there and talk about fighting, go for it, go, go, <laughs> go <laughs>
0: It's like, you don't pay attention to the verses The verses could be a recipe for fucking making chocolate chip cookies and then, yeah. kubate, kubate That's what you've got to have in the chorus, yeah it's,
1: it's, It's rad, it's such a great song Yeah, it that it's rad but yeah, I mean the cool the cool thing is the thing that I really dug was that like not only does Van Dam like whip Chong Lee's ass, um he also makes him fucking tap out, basically.
0: Yeah, that was great. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, I love that. That was that was such a nice touch to the finale of the fight. Um that was really cool. And then then of course, you know, after the victory and everything goes back to visit Jackson in the hospital and fucking you know I, I love their their bro fucking handshake and then Dude, and I... then damn, damn saying stop leaving your clothes behind or whatever he says. It's fucking yeah.
1: I, I really love that moment with them in the hospital because, like... And, I mean, maybe maybe I'm just, like, becoming a sentimental old man. Uh, it's entirely possible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anything is possible on this show. I, I, I'll,
1: put, I'll put Conair later on. If I cry during <laughs> Conair, I know I'm done for. Um, but, like, I just I love that moment where it's, like, you know, they're kind of, like, joking around and giving each other shit and all that sort of stuff. And then it's, like, you know, like, Jackson's just, like, dude, fucking you know, I owe you one, anytime you need me, anywhere. Like, you just fucking say the word. And Van Damme's like, you know, I love you, bro. he's like, yeah, I love you too.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's a cool moment. Like it It's a is. great little moment for those characters. Like, it's it's really cool.
0: It is. And it's, it's such a – you can tell those two, I like to think they had a really good time making this film together. Like, yeah, I, I get the yeah. sense that the cast – had a really fun time on this set, you know. It's not like big budget or anything. There was nothing extravagant. I think they just had this great party, and Van Dam was in his fucking natural habitat, you know, all, uh, along with all these fighters. They just probably had a ball, you know. Um, yeah. But that that last scene between him and Jackson was fucking touching, dude. It was great. And then, really and then, um, then we get get back to the airport where you know. Our beloved Forrest Whitaker and, and Coa are waiting for Frank Dukes to turn back up so they can take him back to base and and then in true Van Damme style, he's up there at the top of the stairs going Where are you? What are you waiting for, guys? I've been waiting here all this time. <laughs> oh dude, it was it was great. It was kind of like uh, I, I, I love when yeah, I mean, Van Damme attempts comedy. It's funny.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, and I mean, I, I always, I did, I did always love, um, you know, rewinding a bit. I always loved the, the chase scene between him and those guys across Hong Kong. Mm. I have seen the funniest fucking thing on YouTube, which is that chase scene from Bloodsport, yeah, set to the music from
0: Benny Hill. I was about to say that would be sick.
1: Dude, funny
0: <laughs> as fuck, it really is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
0: so good, so good, but um. I had to. I had to kind of laugh. It, it, it's a nice touch at the at the very end when when the journalist, you know, she's she's fucking made a mad dash to get to the airport to say goodbye, just to do the the salute, the Kumite yeah. salute. I thought yeah. that was that was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I've drank the Kool Aid, and you railed me good. I'll never forget this. <laughs> it was it was kind of cool. But um, yeah, at the very end of the
1: part, that you know, journalist was, is quite funny, man,
0: because like. It, her progression as a character
1: is like, it cracks me up. Because, like, you know, for most of the movie, she's all like, ah, what's so honourable about a bunch of guys beating each other's brains out? Mm, yeah. And then by the end, like, if you watch, like, because, you know, if you've watched this movie more than once or twice, and you're paying attention to her in the background during um, Van Damme and, and Chong Lee's fight, she's fucking cheering, she's like, yay! And it's just like, He's beating the fuck out of this dude. Like, he's he's kicking Chong Li in the head so much that by the time Bolo eventually falls down, he doesn't know if Tuesdays come in twos or once a week. Like, he's just like, ooh. Like he, he looks like Rocky at the end of, like, you know,
0: yeah.
1: Rocky fucking one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, yay, yay, fuck him up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Well, you changed your tune pretty quick.
0: Yep. But um, no, the, the like I think I think we've given you definitely the fucking some of the best best parts of so many great parts of this movie, Bloodsport. It's just such a it's such a staple of action cinema. Like if you haven't seen it, fucking change that tune real quick, man. This yeah, is... it's
1: it's very very worth the ride. Like it's it's a good fun flick like it's just a good fun like it's a little bit cheesy but not so much that you'd just be like oh my god it's 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 a good fun movie like it really is well like i
0: said you know like i was about to say the fucking the cheese the green cheese comes at the very end when we get the the whole backstory of frank dukes in the, in the oh yeah you know <laughs> yeah.
1: the uh the, the uh, title card of like, hey, Frank Dukes is really awesome and uh, here's all the reasons why. <laughs> yeah, fastest knockout. Most matches won.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's that's kind of the laughable bit at the end of the movie, which is great. But um, yeah, do, do two things, man. Watch Bloodsport. And also look up Frank Dukes on YouTube. It's fucking worth it. It's good fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and look, it's, it's not hard to track down a copy of this.
1: Um, I believe it's only on DVD at the moment. I don't think... I haven't been able to find a proper Blu-ray release That's of it. That's criminal, uh, dude. Yeah, you would think that um, it would really be worth like some sort of big-ass retrospective blue or something
0: release. Would, maybe, maybe we'll get one. Yeah, I would love to see a, a Blu-ray with a documentary like you know, Bolo Young, fucking Van Damme, or even Jackson, just all yeah. talking about their time on this film and, and what it was like. Even the the Muay Thai guy who's, uh, I believe, an a, a action stunt coordinator as well for a yeah. lot of films. I'd love to see all these guys, you know, whether it's a reunion or whatever, just talking about this film because there's so much that went into making this film that I feel like we, the audience, missed out on Hearing about, and I think it's yeah. really cool.
1: Well, I mean, the, the DVD, like you know, look, it's it's a you know, it's it's a worthwhile investment. Like it's, you can pick it up really fucking cheap. Yeah, um, yeah. honestly, um, you know, I think it might might have a trailer on there. That's about it. But um, you know, it's it's worth the five or six bucks you'll throw down on it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's a good investment, and you know, it's a fucking good time, man. It's a, it's the kind of movie I'd be very surprised if you didn't watch it at least twice a year. Yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, it's just one of those go-to movies that never gets old, never gets – it's never a chore to watch. It's just a good time. And, um, yeah, I think we've just fucking covered everything awesome about it. Do you have anything else about it?
1: No, no, no. I think I think that's, uh, that's about it.
0: Yeah, dude. So that leads us to the end of another fantastic week of radness. And uh, next week it appears that we're going to be doing Blind Fury.
1: Which is such a great movie. Like, uh, Dude, yeah. uh, I, just, any, I just... Any excuse to watch that flick.
0: Right. I just actually finally watched Complete, because I'd only seen three quarters for whatever reason, but I finally watched Start to Finish Hobo with a Shotgun.
1: Oh, man, fuck. I have not seen that for a fucking minute. Bro, it is it's wild. great. It's great. Yeah.
0: It's cheese, but it's great. But uh, Blind Fury... Uh, anyone that loves Rutger Howard and you haven't seen Blind Fury, oh, i fucking change that tune because this is a yeah, fucking uh, mint it's, one.
1: It's great. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's so one of my favorite Rutger movies. Yeah. Like.
0: yeah, it'll be a good time. And there's been a few. Yeah. <laughs> so this is one of the good ones. So yeah, stay tuned for that one. That'll be a good one. Um, other than that, fucking, yeah, have yourselves a rad weekend. You've been a rad audience. Uh, you've shut, shut the fuck up and let us talk. So that's great.
1: <laughs> no, no, no Mori interruptions. No, Mori
0: interruptions. It's always a good thing. And dude, we would dare interrupt the Kumite. Wouldn't you love to see Mori in the Kumite, just even as a body I, bag? I,
1: I would love to see like a rock star Kumite with like, Fuck yes, know, like Mori and like you know, fucking the beebs and um, you know. Zach Wilde, well, we, Henry Rollins,
0: Danzig, ice tea. We had that pop. kind of shit back in the 90s, dude. Remember, like, we talked about That's it a times. That. Yeah, like, um, fucking Henry Rollins and Danzig used to fucking. Yeah. Wo- actually, I think the most famous war of words on, on paper was always Axl Rose versus Vince Neal. Yeah. Um, and there's actually um, Ricky Rackman of the Cat House um, fame has actually just relaunched his Cat House podcast. And the latest episode's just come out talking about, complete with audio, apparently, um, about the whole fucking feud between Axel and Vince. So fucking oh, wow. check that shit out. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, the one that I really remember that made me laugh, uh, actually there was two. One was Fred Durst uh, getting into it with Brian Mulko from Placebo. Are you uh, fucking and- serious? Fred Durst having an entourage around him to protect him because he was worried that Molko was going to start something. And look, no shots of placebo. I fucking adore right, that. I think Brian Molko's fucking brilliant. Um, Fred Durst, maybe not so much. Um, but like, if you look at Brian Molko, like, you wouldn't really be threatened by him. Like, he's a little dude. Um, mm, you yeah. He's kind of, he's got that androgynous thing happening. It's like, very androgynous. Like, you're not really going to, like, I need, like, 50 bikers around me in case Brian Molko goes feral on me. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> Brian Molko is going to do a flying spin kick and just kick the shit out of you, dude, of course.
1: Like, yeah. Um, the other hilarious one was Robert Smith from The Cure hanging shit on Morrissey and which fucking just slamming him.
0: is one of the most beautiful, beautiful things ever.
1: And, again, No shot. I love The Cure unreservedly. I fucking adore Robert Smith. But again, he's not exactly the kind of guy that you would find threatening. Like, you know, if like Ice-T or Zach Wild or Rollins or someone was like, I'm going to fuck you up, you'd be like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Like, if Dimebag was going to, like, fuck you up, you'd just be like, oh man, this guy looks like he eats his young. (laughs) Whereas whereas, like if Robert Smith is like, fuck you, you're just like, oh dude, harsh, but okay, whatever. Like, you know, I'm sorry. I won't hide your lipstick and hairspray again, dude. (laughs) Well, that's
0: the thing. Like there's so much mystery about Robert Smith's character. You just kind of go, okay, you're a weird guy with red lipstick and teasy hair, like a fucking weirdo. Um, but for all I know, you'd probably drink my blood if we were left alone (laughs) in a room. So I'll stay the fuck away from you.
1: That's how much of a fucking wussbag Morrissey is that Robert Smith can fucking own him.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You can see the stage is set. They're about to enter the arena and then Mori goes,
1: I'm cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, Ma- Maury's like,
1: I would fight you, Robert Smith, but it smells like you had a hamburger. I don't like meat.
0: <laughs> and I-, I can't take my polyester jumper off because it- it's too cold. <laughs>
1: you just kind of feel like Robert Smith just walk into the ring and go, here's a sausage, cunt. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, oh, yeah, dead flowers up your ass. That's cute. Here, fucking, I'm going to bitch slap you with my blood flowers. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and Maury's like Maury's all like
1: oh he threw me at me
0: <laughs> oh dude what a good way to end the show uh, and on that note
1: we will see you next week yes tell your mates
0: about us have a rad weekend
1: like subscribe do all the good stuff we will be back next time
0: adios amigos later Yes, and that concludes another episode of Rad. Hey, sorry. Can I can I just do that again? It's uh, not in my contract to speak like an absolute fuckhead. Is that cool? Uh, All right, here we go. Thanks for tuning in to Rad, everybody. Uh, Was that a little too dramatic? Who? Let's try it one more time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Rad. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you, the Rad fans. If you enjoyed this episode, like and subscribe to the channel. Go that one step further and leave a five-star rating to show us that you care. Until then, have yourselves a most rad weekend. We know we will.